What up? It's another episode of High Definition Podcast. I'm Maurice. And I'm Therese. And we're back for another episode after another brief hiatus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the recent episodes y'all y'all have heard and seen. Um, yeah, we we've been recording those. We just been yeah, we just been chilling. Like life, life just been life in y'all. Oh God. Um, yeah. Between life. between working and family and yeah. all the activities you got going on, it's just yeah. life. Life is life. I promise y'all, this we're gonna close this year out strong. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep it pushing, but it's been uh, yeah. it's been one. Yeah, we're we gonna leave it at that. Yeah. My brother, yo, how's it been going? Everything cope aesthetic, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Everything cope aesthetic, man. Everything cope aesthetic, man. Just chilling, uh, regular degular, same old, same old. Fatherhood, husband, listen, work. Listen, it's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't do much. <laughs> I mean, outside of that, ain't too much you really can do. <laughs> I really, I really ain't. <laughs> you gotta get the little moments where you can chill. You oh gotta, yeah, you gotta get it where you can get it. I have too much because I mean I don't work during the week, so I got all this time. Bruh. I try to stay active. I, mean, I go to the church, fix some stuff here and there, and then. Yeah, that's what Lord give me the uh, the winning lottery numbers. So. Look, man. I just, I ain't got to win the whole thing. Just I'm gonna put it. my two weeks in quick. I'm gonna ride them two weeks out too, and then I'm gonna just buy buy a business and then let that make money. Boom, <sighs> buy a third, just buy a business that's flourishing. Be like, hey, I'll buy this off of you. I'll do your thing. Yeah, and then yeah. let that just make money. That's yeah, I, I, I can ride with that. Yeah. Um, How about yourself, bro. Life, husband, <laughs> father, <laughs> working. Uh-huh. I'm on the road uh-huh. a good bit uh-huh. with the band. Just between those, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Just, just being a husband, and father, love. <laughs> facts. <laughs> These these are facts. These are facts, man. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's just been this just been one crazy yeah. year. Yeah, um, I'm definitely looking forward to the holidays though. That's yeah, holidays yeah. Is my favorite time of year. I just I'm ready for Christmas movies. I'm ready for now. One thing I do, I, I told I told my boy Jamie, I said, bro, we got to make sure we stay on top of our workouts. It, always in the holidays, holidays we always get like. Mm-hmm. And I said, I cannot do that this year. So, but uh, this is your first time joining us. So, uh, we want to say thank you. Uh, you are a returning listener. I think Teresa got it. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. One of, one of, my, one of, one of my process controllers just texted me. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I see that face, I'm like, oh. Okay. So, uh, Back to your regular schedule program. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you return, listen to thank y'all. Um, we are a platform that's all about having conversation from a biblical perspective. Uh, we try to engage in cultural conversation from that perspective. Um, so whether you like it or not, yeah, some way, shape, or form, the Bible is going to be included in all of our conversations. We could be talking about politics. We could be talking about relationships. Yep. Um, we can talk about football. We gonna find some biblical. Yeah, 
<laughs> I was going to say something else, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. So, um, <laughs> you have every right to agree or disagree with us. <laughs> I know where he was going. The Lord you, be know it. Terrence, come have, in there real quick. Yep. <laughs> you have every right to agree or disagree with us. Uh, I don't think we just don't tolerate is any disrespect. That's right. Uh, back in, well, not back, but down in the description, uh, you will see a link tree. Uh, you are more than welcome to click on that link tree. It has it give you access to all of our social media where you can email us, where you can find our podcast. So uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think about what we think, and uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, respond. Uh, we may even use your response in an episode and discuss it there. So you never know. Also, you know, we don't mind praying for you. You know, if you have a prayer request that you want us to kind of just, you know, Pray with you on. Oh yeah. Just shoot us, shoot us a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely read that and include you in our prayer time. Uh, that was something I was thinking about doing at work. I was gonna put a prayer box on my desk, like random people. Like you don't gotta put your name on there, just anonymously. I'll just pray. Oh. I don't need to know who you are. Pray yeah. for you. So yeah, something like that, guys. Just you know, try finding ways to uh, excel in our prayer time. Awesome. Oh, you good, you good. Oh, just finding a way to excel in our prayer time. Um, yeah, we're good. And get better at it, you know. Pray without ceasing. Bible yep. says that. So, and there's always something to pray about. If everything good and going on in your life. And Jesus did say, man, ought to always pray. He did say that. He did say that. So. And by the way, uh, we are not Bible scholars or experts. Yeah, not or at we're all. We're not experts at anything. Nope. Um, but we do, we are we do kind of consider ourselves to be students, so we're always trying to learn. Yes. Um, so by no means are we experts, uh, but we just want to engage in these type of conversations. So without further ado, my brother, what do we have on tap for today? Sanctification. I think you put that in. Did I put that in there? Nah, Did you nah, put that, that in? was you. That was me? Yeah, that was you. Why would I put that in there? Anyway. It's in there. Actually, I can tell you when I put it in there. Hang on. Bro. It doesn't matter when I put it in there. It's got, in there. We still got so much on the docket. We do. We, like, God <laughs> We almighty, got stuff man. on the docket. We just ain't touched. We ain't even touched yet. Like, dog, on the sanctification. When did I put that in there? It's, it's, right it's, there. it's easily been some months. Oh, God. I put that back in March. Yeah. <laughs> March 7th. <laughs> so. so I'm going to go ahead and hit that little checkbox beside that on the topics. Yeah. But yeah, sanctification, guys. I mean, this is something that we, I guess, it's elementary. Yeah. Yes, and no. Something to talk about, you know, something the, that we have heard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in Christ, we've, we've heard about sanctification. I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. <laughs> yeah. If you grew up in the Baptist church, you've heard that statement plenty of times. So. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Rise above. Come up. Don't come down. Ain't that what Brother Terrell said? Okay. okay. <laughs> but sanctification. So <laughs> the word sanctification in mo in, in most Bibles means separation. Okay. Um it is used in the New Testament according to Vines. Expository dictionary of the New New Testament words of the separation of believers from evil, mm-hmm. and it is a result of obedience to the word of God. Okay. 
So separation. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's number one, you can't be sanctified until you are first saved. Facts. So let's go ahead and establish that. Um I if I'm not mistaken, it's basically like a kind of like a three part process, so to speak. Ah, yes, it is a three so, stage process. Yes. So you have so you have your salvation first. Mm-hmm. That's always the first. You cannot mm-hmm. get anything in Christ. Christ cannot help you. Mm-hmm. Um, That's justification. Changing your life. Salvation. Point mm-hmm. blank. Period. Next step is you have to walk out. Justification. Yes. Okay. It is a journey. Yes. Yeah. Not a sprint. It's a journey. And I think if. If my studies have been right, it is a journey you will have to endure until the day that you take your last breath. Mm-hmm. When that proverbial invisible clock that hangs above your head runs out. Yeah. Your sanctification process is over at that point, mm-hmm. and then you go to glorification to where if you live the life that is pleasing to the Lord. It's you glorified body. Yeah, you you go to heaven, your body's changed, all that, all that good stuff. But that sanctification piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a process, boy. It's a process. So justification is a one-time work of God mm-hmm. resulting in the declaration of not guilty before him because of the works of Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. So that's the starting line, justification. So we've all been justified by the works of the cross. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you've accepted it or not, we've all been justified. Now, when you... Except Christ, yeah. that's when your salvation. That's when you grab your, that's when you gain your salvation. Mm-hmm. Right? So sanctification is a process beginning with justification and it continues throughout our life. Like I said, justification is starting st- the starting point of the line that represents one's Christian life or life in Christ. If you don't want to use Christian, uh, sanctification is the line itself. Mm. So justification, starting point. Yep. The the journey is a sanctification. Like you said, it's a three part, it's a three-stage process. Uh past, present, and future. First stage occurs at the beginning of our lives in Christ. It is the initial moral change, a break from the power and love of sin. Mm-hmm. It is the point at which believers can count themselves dead to sin. And, but alive in God. And mm. you can find scripture, Romans 6 1. Oh, you, you said find the scripture. Oh, no, you don't have to find it. No, no I'm saying that if they want to find the scripture, okay. that's where you can find the example of that. Okay. Let me keep going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> once sanctification has begun, we are no longer under sin's dominion. And Romans 6, 14, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law, but under grace. So we see we see where grace is uh, coming in. There is a <clears throat> reorientation of desires and we develop a love of righteousness. Paul calls it slavery to righteousness. Mm-hmm. Find an example of that. Romans 6, 17 through 18. And that says, but thanks be to God that you were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. So that's the first stage. Second stage of sanctification requires a lifetime 
to complete. As we grow in grace, we are gradually but steadily changing to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Find an example of that. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Should I read it or should I just let it go? I'll read it. <laughs> and we all, <laughs> with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Oh, from glory to glory. Look at that. Yep. <laughs> for, <laughs> for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Um, this occurs in a process of daily spiritual renewal. It's in Colossians 3.10. And you have to put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Mm-hmm. That's God. Um, the Apostle Paul himself was being sanctified even as he ministered to others. Paul claimed that he had not reached perfection, but that he pressed on to attain everything Christ desired for him. Okay. Uh, excuse me. I think the example you just gave, just with Paul, mm-hmm. is a great example because if you just look at the story of Paul, mm-hmm. mm. his backstory is he actually was being trained to be a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was trained to be a part of uh, like the priesthood and some of that. Like his background was extensive in like Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Jewish education, uh, all that, how to be a Sadducee and a Pharisee and all, all that. Then he has the Damascus Road experience where he, he meets Christ, he becomes saved, and now he's walking out of his journey of, you know, living for Christ, learning learning about him, learning about his ways. And even he said he's not, he had not reached perfection. So to take some of the weight off y'all shoulders, you're never going to be perfect. Nope, not in this body. Just because you saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, uh, uh, baptized. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, put that. Uh. <laughs> you got to put, uh. put that up in there. Um, just because you are that, you're never going to reach perfection. No. Even the ones that's doing all that. And. Y'all don't get me wrong, we we church babies. We are. Maybe more so than Therese. I still like a good hoop. He does. Um teach me before you preach me though. Facts. Okay, that's that's all I say. But even the ones that's doing they're doing the hooping and the hollering and the they're doing all that. They ain't they ain't perfect. They're not. Never have been, never will be. You will never reach perfection until you leave this earth and get your heavenly body. If you have lived your life accordingly, there is a caveat on that. Mm-hmm. If you have lived your life accordingly, when you transition from this plane of existence, there's only one or two places you're going. You're going up or you're going down. There's no purgatory. There's no such thing as purgatory. Either an angel's coming to get you or you're going to open your eyes in hell. It's just, that's just how it's going to be. Okay. Um, but I think Paul is a great example because I mean, even I think somewhere in Corinthians he said, "I speak in tongues more than you all. I have this high level of revelation, all that." Even he himself admitted, "I'm not perfect. I have not reached perfection." Okay, your sanctification process is just that it is a process. It is a journey. So, but those of us, you might have been like us, church babies. 
you may have grown up in the atmosphere, but I guarantee someone online you was probably cussing. You probably got introduced to some drinking. You probably went out clipping. Mm-hmm. You might have even smoked a little. <laughs> the blessed grass of the field. Um, you might have did some of that. Even though, <laughs> even though you know you you have your background in the church, you still you were introduced to things. You involved yourself in things. You basically you live you you had a life to live. Okay. And throughout their life, you're introduced to things and you have decisions that you have to make. Some decisions you made were correct and they led you down a correct path. Some decisions you made, they were wrong, led you down the wrong path. And now, you know, you probably had to, you know, recommit your life to Christ mm-hmm. and you've had to help say, say, you know, okay, Christ, through your Holy Spirit, I need you to help me to get back on the right path, mm-hmm. you know, do all, do this and do that. So, that journey process is going to take, it takes time. As time progresses, you'll start noticing, you know, as you commit yourself to the word, mm-hmm. as you commit yourself to prayer, you know, as you, you know, try to live as humbly as you as you possibly can, knowing that, hey, I've made these mistakes. I'm not perfect. You know, I'm, I'm still walking this journey out. There will be chastisement, not condemnation. Remember that. Yeah. Um, And I, I think I've alluded to it before on a, previous episode some time ago where it's God knows every decision mm-hmm. every every choice that we're going to make it's like we're standing in a hall like standing in this room and there's like a million doors before us all these are different decisions that we could possible choices that we could possibly make mm-hmm. God already knows what is on the other side of that door now there's a door that says righteous path and there's a door, there's a bunch of doors that are our carnal desires. Mm. He knows what's on the other side of each door. Yeah. I say choose righteousness because there could be death on the other side of one of those doors. God has is <clears throat> he's so rich in mercy and grace that there have been times where I've made a decision to do something that could have got me killed. All of us have probably been there and we didn't know it. And on the other side of that door, death death was probably lurking. Yeah. But God reached his hand and did this. Yep. That's grace. That's mercy because the wages of sin is death. So when we choose a door that is not a righteousness or make a decision that is not a righteous decision, yeah. guess what? Death is lurking there, but thank God, thank God. But um, and death, by the way, let me say, death is an appointment we all gonna have to make. We all are. Okay, now I will say this, not to cause huge debate right now. Mm-hmm. There will be those of us who, if we don't, um, have that appointment before then. I tend to believe. My eschatological belief is that there will be a rapture of the church, that Jesus will come back to, um, as the old school say, he will come back to crack the sky and get his bride before that great and terrible day of the Lord, or a.k.a. the tribulation. That's my eschatological belief. You may not agree with it. So there will be those of us who won't taste death, okay? 
there is also the Bible talks about in Ecclesiastes. Um, I can't remember this exact chapter and verse. Uh, it does talk about it. it kind of uh, Solomon asked the question, "Why should you die before your time?" Mm. So premature death is a possibility if you don't make if you <clears throat> if certain decisions that you make that could lead to a premature death. So it mm-hmm. is possible that you could die before your appointed time because of the decision that you make. Yeah. It's not what God intends for you. But that's that's a hard pill to swallow for yeah. a lot of people. Because the decisions that we make could put us in a situation where we could lose our life. Mm-hmm. But also the life of someone else could be yep. taken. Um, so I know I've, I've we've seen it with family and friends. Mm-hmm. Why does the doc, the good die young? Or you know, and there was only one person that was ever good on this earth. One. Let's understand that there was only one person. Person. Yeah. Now, when we when we say good, we mean in this sense, we mean perfect. Yeah. That's that's Christ. Good by our standards is seemingly innocent, yeah. uh, didn't cause any mischief or anything like that. If, if, if I'll put a caveat, the only true innocent mm-hmm. today, the only ones that I can honestly and truthfully say are innocent are babies. like little babies and little toddlers and children because they that's probably the closest we would get to innocence and purity. Because they don't understand what sin is. Is yeah. so they don't understand how to commit sin. Um, yeah, yeah, and we can go in another direction with that, but we're not. We're not. Um, but you just you said something that really made me think about this. So, um, you know, the decision that we make when people be like, um. No, why does a good God allow oh. bad things to happen? If He's so yes. good, why do these bad things happen to people? Um, if He's so good, why do people? Okay, so I have. And I was, I was literally thinking about this the other day. Like I was too. Okay, it, it's it's true. Number one, G, Jesus said it rains on the just and the unjust. Facts. Okay, so let's think. For example. Um, when we were younger, uh, Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. when it came through New Orleans, mm-hmm. there were good people living in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. There were also bad people living in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Both of them got hit. Everybody. Okay. Um, what about like the people in Indonesia? Uh, years ago, they had a real big tsunami. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there were good and bad people who got okay. And then so you yeah. got you got people on both sides of the spectrum. They're gonna be saying like, okay, well, uh, they probably did something bad, so God put judgment on them. Um, really, you really gonna go there? Or good people, it, that was the devil. Uh, really, you really gonna go there? Like, come on. So, do, and I just think about. I like. Okay, God, hold up now. How you gonna let your How you gonna let your kids go through this? Mm-hmm. And but then I and then I and I, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna shout out to. Uh, I don't know him personally, but um, Perry Stone. I listened to a message he did. He was talking about this, and he he helped to really bring some clarity to it for me and he mm-hmm. like, he had a whole message on it but there was a line in that he said God is good but the car wreck is not that's facts God is good the hurricane is not correct 
God is good, but um, insert whatever. I, I mean, <laughs> tragic event. And and one one thing he he mentioned. Um, some things we're just not gonna understand until we we leave from this earth mm-hmm. and we go to heaven. We can ask God, okay, God, why did this happen? Why did this right. happen? Just why? Sometimes we just won't understand until we get to the other side. We can speculate. Yeah. But we don't. I mean, your speculation may be valid, but until we get to until we get to heaven. Go ahead. To those of us who are like very intellectual too, your intellect could keep you it could keep you from entering into that next um how, how I'm trying to say this. You always trying to figure stuff out could actually keep you from spending eternity with the Lord. Mm. Because you're because we're trying to figure out stuff that only he has to answer for, and you and your human mind, you will never be able to figure it out. I think we have to understand that, and we live in such a, a information and intellectual age that people are trying to figure all this stuff out, and there's just some mysteries we just won't be able to figure out. Mm. And I think that too is where you have to have faith in Christ or faith in a higher uh, for those of you who don't want to believe in Christ you need your that's where faith comes in because it takes you it, it causes you to have to believe in something that's higher than yourself mm. I mean people trying to say man, man is God and all this um, okay we're made in God's image But they're just th- they're just things that are higher than us. So, yeah. also something else that came up. Some you know, anytime a tragic event happens, you know, or you know, people will say, "How can a all loving God send people to hell?" And rebuttal to that would be, "Why would you want to spend eternity with?" With someone that you never want to have a relationship with while you were alive. That is a great response. But see, we people who we want to put everybody in the heaven. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's not. So if you did, if you lived a life ducking and dodging a relationship with Christ. To my knowledge, heaven is going to be a place of eternal worship. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't want to worship him on earth, why would you want to spend an eternity in place worshiping constantly? Don't make any sense. Right. So he's going to give, he's going to give us our just desire. If you don't want to be with me on here and worship me here mm-hmm. and have a relationship with me, all right, when you when you cross over, you're gonna you're gonna get your desire. I have that's 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 a trembling thought. <laughs> and the only thing I'll say, I'll just add this this scripture. It's in Matthew. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Period. Why do you want to go to a place that wasn't even prepared for you? Mm. That's the only thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to that because my brother just <laughs> I gotta remember to take that's gonna be real. God, talk about it. Um. <laughs> okay.
What we got next? Cause oh, okay. I'm gonna go back to my notes. My bad. So we've covered two stages. Um, third one, third and final stage of sanctification occurs in the future. When believers die, their spirit goes to be with Christ. You can find that in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 6 through 8. Mm. I'm not going to read it, but uh, since nothing unclean can enter heaven, we must be made perfect at that point. Mm. Revelations, that's Revelations 21, 27. But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does not does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So the sanctification of a of the whole person, body, soul, and spirit will finally be complete when the Lord Jesus returns and we receive glorified bodies. Yeah. Hmm. They must say with that, right? <laughs> He changes our desires, making us want to please him, and he empowers us to do so. Jesus earned our sanctification on the cross and, in essence, has become our sanctification Mm. and the perfecter of our faith. Am I sanctified just because I take a little sip every now and again? Still sanctified. I think some people are going to have that question. Uh, your particular journey of sanctification is going to be specific for you. Mm-hmm. Work out your own, own salvation. salvation with fear and trembling. Because if you come out of a background of you know, drinking real heavy mm-hmm. and you like, God, I want to live for you, and then you already know you're going to put that bottle down. Okay. Um, because it opens the door for you to go down a certain path mm-hmm. that you've been down before. And you've been down and you know what it leads to. Yep. But for someone else, their particular journey might be, for lack of better terms, they, they was out here thotting. Mm. Or they were being very promiscuous for me. Let me say it like that. For those that are Let's little, use PG term. They were a little more, <laughs> little more sanctified. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were out here being a little more promiscuous. Mm-hmm. So for them, uh, walking out their sanctification, their salvation means um, when they re-enter to the dating realm, uh, they're going to have to set up boundaries. A mm-hmm. uh, certain time of night, uh, he or she needs to go home. Facts. Uh, ain't gonna be this and that because I know what it's gonna lead to. I know what it's gonna do for me. Mm-hmm. It's gonna turn a, it's gonna hit a certain button, and I'm gonna want to do certain things. So I need to not. And it's okay to admit that about yourself. Like being self aware of what your triggers are. Self awareness is dead. It really is. Okay, everybody wants. To, everybody wants to be. Uh, don't let me say it's dead, but it, it's, it's on, on the extension. Support. It's on life support. Yeah, it's, it's on life support. Because everybody wants to be uh, what's it, impulsive, uh, bro. I explained something to somebody about emotion. We have several different emotions: sadness, happiness, anger, 
Get the like. Emo- I've said this before. Emotion is energy in motion. Don't make a decision off of emotion. It needs to be off of logic, which is also on life support. <laughs> because when you make a decision out of anger, most times once you're not angry anymore, you regret that decision. Yep. You made a decision because you were horny. And after that decision, after that decision, you know, has been done and your emotion changed. After you reach that climax. Mm-hmm. Guess what? <laughs> Stop. I had to pay it. Stop it. Stop it. It's a thought. It's something happened. Yeah, anyway. okay. So sorry. A lot of a lot of times we become single we become single parents because of And you was not intended for that to happen. You did and you didn't. And you didn't. And let's let's be real about it. It's like love is not an emotion. Okay? Mm-hmm. Love is a decision and a commitment. Yeah. Because if I if I say that my love for my spouse is based off an emotion, when I'm angry at my wife, that means I don't love her. Yeah. When I'm my wife uh makes me sad, that means I don't love her anymore. If, if your love for someone is based off of a happy emotional stance, that is a that is sand that you are yeah. building a relationship on. So yeah. That is gonna be fickle as fickle can be. Very fickle. So. Um the Holy Spirit is the primary agent of our sanctification. Mm-hmm. You can find that in 1 Corinthians 6:11, also 2 Thessalonians 2 and 13, and also 1 Peter 1 and 2. And he is all he all <clears throat> and he also is the one who produces in us the fruit of sanctification, which is the fruit of the spirit, which we had an episode on. Check that out. Yep. Uh you can find plug. that. Yeah, shameless plug. You, nah, shameful plug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm plugging the mess out of that. Y'all go check that episode out. Um, and that's in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Um, and I'll read a couple of that. And and such <clears throat> and such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, mm-hmm. you were justified mm-hmm. in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 11. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers beloved by the Lord, mm-hmm. because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved mm-hmm. through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. That's 2 Thessalonians 2, 13. Uh, according to the, the foreknowledge of God, the Father... In the sanctification of the spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for the sprinkling of his blood, mm-hmm. may grace and peace be multiplied to you. It's first Peter one and two. And of course, Galatians 5, 22 and three. But the fruit of the spirit is love, mm-hmm. joy, mm-hmm. peace, mm-hmm. kindness, mm-hmm. goodness, mm-hmm. faithfulness. Mm-hmm. So our, <clears throat> but given that, so our role in sanctification is both passive and active. Mm. You mean to elaborate? Please. Passively, we are to trust God to sanctify us, presenting our bodies to God. You can find an example of that in Romans 6, 13. Also Romans 12 and 1. Mm -hmm. And yielding to the Holy Spirit, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. It's 1 Thessalonians 4 and 3. And God will have his way. 
That's passively. Actively, we are responsible to choose to do what is right. Mm-hmm. Each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. That's First Thessalonians 4 and 4. This involves putting death, putting to death the misdeeds of the body. Romans 8, 13. Mm-hmm. Striving for holiness. Hebrews 12, 14. Fleeing immorality. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Cleansing ourselves from every defilement. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. And making each, I mean, making each and every effort to supplement our faith. Second mm. Peter 1, 5 through 11. It's still though. Both the passive and active role are necessary for our health, a healthy life in Christ. To emphasize the passive role <clears throat> by itself tends to lead to spiritual laziness and a neglect of spiritual discipline. The result, the end result of this course of action is lack of spiritual maturity. Wow. So to emphasize exclusively alone, the active role can lead to legalism, pride, and self-righteousness. The end result of this is a joyless Christian life. Meaning you think it's all on you. Exactly. We must remember that we pursue holiness, but only as God empowers us to do so. The end result is a consistent, mature Christian life that faithfully reflects the nature of our holy God. Mm-hmm. So they both work hand in hand. It's got to be a balance there. Yeah. I can't just go, oh, God got me and not do anything. You become spiritual lazy, spiritually lazy. And I, think, and I think if we're all honest, at some point in our journey, we've all, we've all been there. Been there. We all have been there. We've all been there. Yeah. There's just no denying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God's gonna help me lose this belly. <laughs> nah, you better get active and do some push ups and some sit ups. <laughs> Go to the gym. Facts. Eat better. Drink some water. Facts. Leave the sweets alone, the processed sugars. Leave it alone. Holidays coming up. Woo! Gonna be some good eating. Now, look, look, look. You know, just. Work out a little extra hard. Um, after the fact, <laughs> I just thought about the episode we did on views. Where oh God, <laughs> with Nick Conscious, sweet me, really, <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. Shout out Lord. to Nick for views, shout out, boy. Man. Shout out to the, the fellas, the fellas at views, man. He says so you, you just be lathering your meat. <laughs> Look how I how how I marinate my my ham. It's how I marinate my ham. All right. <laughs> but anyway, good God, good Ooh. Lord. That's that's a classic. That that's a classic will, episode. Yeah, that will forever go that's down. A classic episode. As one of the classics. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, it's, we have to be. <clears throat> you can be passive. You have to be both. It's it's you. We understand that there are things that God can that God can do that we can't do, but mm-hmm. we have to actively walk out our faith. Yeah, I, I seen a quote. Um, it might be somebody. Is it a quote? I mean, something I seen. You have to believe mm-hmm. like everything is on God, mm-hmm. but, but you have to work like, like everything is on you. 
So, and I think that's where contentment comes in, because mm. a lot of times we'll we'll do work and we will go, and the end result is we might we might strive for something, but not totally get there, mm-hmm. and we're like, all right, I've done all I can do. God is on; it, the rest is on you. Yeah. Like you got, it. he got it from there. Um, yeah, this is what contempt. Yeah, contentment. I think plays a big part in that. But you know, wow. I, I'm sorry. I just no good. No, because it, it kind of just it's kind of opened up a, a part of I think why I'm dealing with some of the stuff I'm dealing with, mm. or just or not dealing with, but I guess where I'm at in my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of opened. I just kind of had that epiphany, so to speak. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wow. I think that may be why I'm dealing with this, this, and that. Okay, I'm, it's I'm sorry. Being content in where you are, but also striving for better. And I've learned that because there are times where I'm like, God, I want this. And I work for it. And I work for it. I work for it. But I don't, but then if, also if I'm like, well, if I fall short, I'm okay because I, you know, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a stance that we all have to take is because I. What so yeah. Um. That contentment. That's real. Yeah. Gotta be. So. All right. Yeah, last thought. Oh, crap, Mike. <laughs> last thought. John makes it clear that we will never be totally free from sin in this life. And that point of reference is 1 John 1, 8 through 10. Mm-hmm. Last part. Thankfully, the work God has begun in us, he will finish. And you can find that Philippians 1 and 6. Word. So... Once again, back for another conversation. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Let us know what you think about what we think. Um, This is another episode of High Definition Podcast. I'm Maurice. I'm Therese. Y'all remember to live life. From the highest definition. We'll catch y'all on the next episode. Holla.